What's up, listeners of Cinema 7? I am Mario B, and I am with my good friend Kyle. What up, everybody? Uh, today, actually, Kyle brought this to my attention, and I think it's a really good uh, thing to bring up since, you know, I recently just started therapy. Uh, Kyle's in therapy, and, uh, you know, and, and we, we've been talking at work about how it helps and, and uh, you know, mental health and stuff, but Kyle wanted to, he brought up this discussion that we should talk about mental health on the podcast, and I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, uh, you know, um, not here here in, in the whole world, in the United States, everybody wants to blame certain, um, certain things on, you know, like killing and stealing and all this, but we don't know... A lot of us don't know what the mental problems are with that person that is making them do those things. Um, so I figured that if we can, you know, portray more knowledge out there to listeners and stuff that they would understand and not feel awkward in the workplace about, you know, uh, they're, uh, you know, whatever they're thinking about or, or negative thoughts, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. To break it down into uh, layman's terms, yeah, pretty much. So it's easy <laughs> to to come across and stuff when you're when people are working and stuff. Because like I feel like where the world is just now opening up that Pandora's box of mental health, and I feel like a lot of the older generation that's still out there being supervisors and stuff, they think it as a stigmata or um you know like they they just think you're either being lazy or you're stupid or you can't do certain things because you know of a performance issue but i feel if people in the workplace as supervisors and they see the signs instead of going straight into the whole you didn't do the something blah 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 you know you're gonna (laughs) i'm thinking that you're a lazy and you can't do your job and everything else so i'm going to fire you and i feel like a lot of people have that issue with their with supervisors is because like they're not seeing the bigger picture yeah they're scared yeah and uh we were talking about a bunch of stuff today me and you would because we were at work uh earlier in the day and uh I think you're right. I think the older generation, like like you were saying, it just it's um it's almost like they aren't emotionally intelligent enough to grasp, you know, emotions themselves because they're it's like they were raised, you know, like uh, you know, like baby boomers or even the generation after that. Mm-hmm. Um it's like they they were raised to the emotions are weak, put the emotions away or uh you know, in some capacity that if you show emotion, you aren't strong, so you have to bottle it up or or uh, just try to get over it. And, you know, they, they never even looked at mental... I don't think in the past generations they even looked at mental health, and I think that trickled down onto our parents' generation, mm-hmm. you know, where they... Uh, if they had mental health the way they were raised or because of what, you know, our grandparents were raised... You know, pushing it down that uh, abuse or, you know, anything along those lines down to our parents' generation and, and on to us. It's, it's like our parents didn't, were trying to understand themselves, but they're also part of that where they're like, well, I was raised this way. I can't, you know, I can't grasp your ADHD or, or whatever this is because... You know, even if they might have had something like that, they were told, like you said, they were lazy or they were uh, stupid or, you know, something seriously was wrong with them. 
Yeah, well, like, like for example, like my sister, for instance, she she was diagnosed really early, but my dad, being a, a military person, um, had that tendency of no, this is not true. My kids are fine. She's just being lazy. She's not doing the right thing because I've seen her do it right and stuff. But he forgets that when she was on her medicine, she actually, you know, was doing good. But like she he started seeing these other tendencies coming up, other triggers and everything else of her of her um, disabilities and mental health that he was that he wasn't prone or used to because he really never saw it because he was always out to sea all the time. So he just thought, you know, straight away that, Hey, she's lazy. She's not doing what she's supposed to. I'm telling her this, this, and this, you know, but when you have older generation, not seeing it and not understanding it, um, I just feel like, you know, it, it just, it's hard for kids our age to, you know, want to dream, you know, because you have, you have people in your life that think that your dreams are, you know, effed up and everything else. And, you know, you, your mental health is like yeah a big factor in that. That's like that you were telling me earlier, and obviously, I'm going to bring up a lot of what we talked about earlier, yeah. you and me personally, but like, uh, well, not so real in depth, but uh, people obviously didn't hear our conversation. Uh, yeah. But you were talking about that kid who his dad took him out of school so he could pursue his dream of being an esports player or whatever. Yeah. And I know that's kind of real big in the on social media right now, too, people sharing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the full story or or whatever, but uh, I just got the headline and then what you told me about it. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what what, what do you think about that dad? And what do you think about, uh, you know, him taking him out of school and stuff to pursue that? I think I mean, I think it was it was a good idea because. Like in the baby boomers generation, they had out outdoor things like sports and you know piano and violin and everything else so i feel like with the mother the mother not getting upset with the father about pulling him out of school and spending all this money on him i i don't think she quite understands about esports and that also comes into like like i was telling about mental health is that that age of baby the baby boomers and be, and before you know they just they when they see something new that's like that their kids are seeing they kind of shun on it because they were taught that a career is everything you need to get a job you but like sometimes you know to fulfill that dream and to, you know, do what you love to do. And with a dad that understands that and him being from an age like that, you know, I think that's amazing. And I just wish that more parents would, you know, understand their, um, their kids and, you know, let them follow their dreams. Like I have two kids. I have a six year old son and a two year old daughter. You know, if they want to be a freaking, you know, if my, if my son wants to go be a ballet dancer, I'm not going to stop him from being a ballet dancer. I mean, I'm going to support him all the way through and I'm going to get him the stuff he needs. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, like with me, I had a dream of being a professional streamer, you know, but my dad would always, like shun me from that because he had in his mind that a career is everything and you need to look to the future. But, you know, like after I feel like everything changed for me once I had my near near death experience mm-hmm. and like, I just take life to the fullest because that supposedly career aspect in your mind could literally just disappear 
tomorrow or in two seconds or whatever. So like, I just feel like people need to follow their dreams and I feel like that would make them super happy and we need to stop shunning people for following their dreams. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, uh, you know, um, people shunning people for liking nerdy things in general or collecting things, you know, that's their hobby. They collect statues or figures or, or comic books or anything. And then they get shunned on. And, uh, I think you, you bring up good points. I mean, personally, I don't know if, if I would take them out of school, but you know, there's that argument also that's like, we're not learning how to pay taxes in school. You know, we're not learning how to do like things that we actually need in school. You know, you, 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 what's what are those memes? It's like uh, E equals A, like A equals A, uh, you know, X or whatever algebra yeah. shit. And then it's yeah. like, but how do I pay my taxes or whatever? You know, yeah, it's like, you're, like you're, you're never going to use this for your taxes. So like or balance you know. my checkbook or, or uh, you know, stupid stuff like that. You know, it's like we learn things that aren't really useful in our everyday life. But I don't know. It, it's a, it's a, um, I can see both sides of the argument, but more, most importantly, I agree with you. Uh, you should support someone in their dreams and you should not shun them for it. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, he, he, from what I read from the article too, is that he is, he's doing online homeschool classes, which are, you know, I have a, um, a cousin of mine who does it and I feel, um, my uncle said he feels like she learns more that way and she can learn at her own pace, not where we're like cramming, you know, I don't know. I don't know how long, how how long they go to school for now, but like that many hours of knowledge in one day and then go straight to homework. Like it just, it gives the kid freedom. Like, you know, she was still in school at the time when she came and uh, helped my mom and uh, my mom move out of her house mm-hmm. with her uncle because she had that freedom because she could take her laptop with her and do the do the homework anywhere. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like it, it, it's it, it's good for the kids worry about what they're learning or if they're getting bullied and all, you know, all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I get that. Like there is the other side of that where they say public school gives you more like a commutative thing, but like now with cell phones and stuff, it seems like everybody's on their effing phone all the time. So really, it seems like people are communicating through their devices than their than their actual words. And um, you know, I, I could see that argument too. Yeah, I mean, there's people like. Uh my last relationship, you know, people tend to go on social media to escape or, you know, use Instagram almost as like a distraction tool. I, I, I to each their own, I guess, in my opinion, but, uh, you know, it's almost like, and I was talking about this the other day was the like baby boomers and the generation after that and our parents and stuff. It's like, uh, you know, baby boomers were raised with this big idea of having, you know, family, house, home, owning a house, and it was a lot easier for them. And and the way they affect the economy and and stuff like that with their actions and 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 all that, you know, especially the environment and things. Uh, it's almost like our parents. Then what was passed down to them was almost like the credit using credit cards and uh, you know, materialism. You know, mm-hmm. things are more important. And, you know, us growing up with that, it's almost like we were told or we saw almost like we could do anything we want. We could be whatever we want. So is or, you know, uh, on top of our parents and grandparents not understanding our mental health and, and things like that, it just all kind of trickled down, not trickled down, but snowballed effect when we grew up, you know, our generation, me and you. and. Mm-hmm. So I, f- I feel like our generation is almost like a whatever, you know, we're going to deal with what we got to deal with. But, you know, it, it, am I making any sense? Yeah, like I, I get you like um, in, their, in their generation, spanking was OK. Like they, they thought spanking was like going to fix the problem, putting, 
you know, taking away things, but I feel like with the whole mental health issue coming up all the time with kids and stuff, I feel like if you're screaming at your, your, at your, your kid and telling him what to do, they think it's okay because you're doing it too. So I feel like if we come together and actually just start treating our kids as human beings and not kids, I mean, I get that they're kids and stuff, but like you need to learn how to talk to them. Like they're a, 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 you know, a human being because like, yeah, my daughter is two and she's literally like talking sentences and stuff. And like, you know, it's amazing. Like it's just with, with this whole, you know, therapy stuff that I've done and helping my son with therapy and getting him the right medicine and stuff. It's just, it's an eye opener of like, I wish our, our parents generation would have learned this, you know, but again, like my mom had mental problems too, in the beginning of their, um, of the, their, their marriage with my mom, you know, between my mom and dad. And like, it was just, you know, like the, the infancy phase of, of medication at that time was like crazy. Like they, they, they put my mom on different types of medicines because they didn't know what kind of medicine to put her on because it was still in the infancy. So they were like kind of using her as a lab rat kind of thing to test to see what medicines were going to work or what weren't going to help her. And it was just a long process, but now we are starting to, I feel, catch up a little bit faster with what we can diagnose our kids and stuff. And like, even like we didn't find out that my my son had ADHD until the the teacher told us, you know, like, hey, your mm-hmm. your kid might have some symptoms of ADHD because I have a child that does almost the same exact thing where I have to constantly, you know, be next to him to get him, you know, staying on task and stuff. And not run around and, you know, do all crazy stuff. Yeah. So I just, you know, I feel like we are making steps in the right direction, but I feel like too, that we need to like help each other out too with like, yeah, like for people. instance, that's why I suggest the podcast and, you know, just getting the information out there. So if parents have issues or problems, they know how to deal with them. Yeah. And, and, um, I was going to say something I don't remember, but the other, because I was thinking of like three different things in my brain, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, my family, obviously they have, I believe they have mental health and, you know, uh, I think that goes with a lot of the way they were raised. Like my grandfather, his dad apparently was abusive and angry and from the sounds of it, for some reason, very unhappy, uh, you know, and I feel like when you get angry like that all the time, you have to you're kind of unhappy, you know, mm-hmm. or even if you're pushed to your limit, you know, that's a different story. But, uh, you know, and he is bipolar because of it. I think, you know, I don't think he's ever been to a therapist ever or, you know, diagnosed or, you know, he, I don't know what he thinks about mental health and, and, you know, more recently he's probably opened up about it because of, you know, the, the media and, and, you know, people more people actively going to therapy, mm-hmm. but uh, you know that well, they also um, they also say too. Um, uh, Francis told me this. Uh, my therapist, she said that a lot of like a lot of like more signs of mental health comes later on down the road, and older people start noticing it more than they did before. Before, because when they get older, they have less responsibilities when they get older because they're starting to retire and everything else. So they're actually starting to see those bipolarness and stuff. And then that's when they get treated. Yeah. But they even, some of them even say like, once they get on medicine, they were like, I wish I was on this earlier because I probably would have not have been so angry with my kids and understood more and not have got my anxiety up. You know, because I feel like, too, in their generation, they didn't know the word anxiety. Like, they just thought of it as being mad, angry, upset, you know, kind of thing. 
take those shoulder pads off sometimes, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it just trickles down, you know, it trickles down and, 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 you know, now our generation is starting to figure it out. And, uh, you know, I think that affected my parents, you know, their situations as well. And, you know, I, I think my dad has depression and I think my mom has bipolar and, and, who the heck knows, you know, what else my mom has. Um, but, you know, my parents, you know, I think have mental health and, you know, I think I've always had ADHD and I'm just coming to realization that I might have that. So it's hard for me to stay on task or, you know, it was very hard for me to stay focused in school. Yeah. And But I, you know, no one ever, I never noticed that or, you know, my family never even really saw that you know that maybe hey he might be you know ADD or you know something like that you know they just thought I was lazy and and you know some of it probably was you know that I was lazy but I it it was just hard for me to stay focused and uh you know all this stuff you know is probably a good segue into you know like you know the kids and in today in society good to talk about, you know, mental health in the workplace that, you know, you and I were also talking about earlier, which was a big reason why we're uh, talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And like looking back at my, like, yes, I worked retail, even though, you know, I, I didn't really, when I, when I first started my retail career life or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, I was, like I tell people this all the time, I was forced to go to college because I told my dad I, and mom, I said, I don't want to go to school yet because I was already burned out from 12 years of freaking school. And I just wanted to take, I wanted to get to working and understanding what the world is like. Yeah. You wanted to discover things for yourself. Yeah, discover things for myself and figure it out. But, like, I, I, you know, I kind of effed up in in school because I I hate when people tell me what I should do in life and everything else. But, like, two, I mean, after looking back on when I was going into retail, like, I could see that, like, why I was scared and fearful of telling people what my, how I was feeling, because I felt like at that time companies were this using as you as like, you're, you're a number to them. They yeah. didn't care about what you thought or what you did because you were just a number. Like they could yeah. just re- literally just get somebody else to replace you. And, I think that mentality is like a little still going on around uh, retail environments and certain jobs because like, Oh yeah. They, they're like, I think what they're thinking is the wheel will keep turning. The wheel will keep turning, you know, no matter what we will get somebody in here. That person goes, we'll get somebody in here. There's, there's almost like there's no value in what a person can do because they don't want to try to understand that person. Because if, if they don't understand maybe what's going on with that person, mental health wise, like, you know, we we're talking about, Mm-hmm. you know, in a workplace or, you know, just telling them and boss them around or, or not trying to understand that person. And like I just said, value them, you know, understand what they bring to the table, you or find a role for them. It's almost like, they're just like, we'll just keep this wheel turning because that's how almost how retail and, and most jobs like that work. Yeah. And like, for, for instance, like, you know, I just, I'm seeing it more and more as I go through it. And, and I think too, with me talking to a therapist, finally being diagnosed with certain things, I can see and feel, um, when people are, you know, having a problem or they have some mental problems. I know it sounds weird, but like, it's just, I can, I can tell like just by the knowledge that I've been getting through my therapist and through uh, researching everything. It's just like, uh, 
it's just mind blowing on how, you know, certain individuals or a lot of actually a lot of individuals have some sort of mental problems. I mean, not all mental problems or ADHD and everything else. That person could be perfectly fine, but there's tendencies of mental mental health by like, you know, like I said, with told you about like the narcissist thing. Like yeah. that that is the that's that's just the person trying to either they had problems in the past with when they were a kid or something, not feeling worth and they're, you know, like this you know, this throwing trying to be important. Yeah, trying to be important, self-absorbed, like you know. Uh, the, some of those people also. I'm gonna be honest, because you know it's my podcast. They can be shitty, and yeah, and it's it's not that like you said it. It might not be their fault because they just never felt worthy or or of worth or of value as a kid or throughout life, and they're trying to find it. So they're using you know tools to get that by either making up stories. You know, manipulating people, being narcissistic, you know, trying to tell like, oh, I'm smart, I'm this, I'm, you know, uh, you know, you try to talk, you try to have a conversation and they easily have to one up you or they have to, you know, tell you a story or they just want to talk about themselves. And, and uh, it's almost like. I feel like those, those people who. They have to be self-centered. Too. Yeah, it's it's almost like they don't care about other people's feelings because they're just more worried about themselves and using others to get what they want. You know, manipulation and and you know, uh, it, it's it's a shame that some of those people do that. And I, I'm sure there are people who are like that, and, and they don't mean it that way because mm-hmm. they, like you said, they never really felt like they had value or anything. But there, there are a lot of people out there who are like that, or just shitty. And and I feel like in the retail world and stuff like that, uh, you know, they use that to keep, uh, you know, they use that to their advantage. And and uh, you know, they study it, they they uh, look it up on how to manipulate, they they research, you know, how to control things and situations. And like I was talking about with the wheel keep turning, you know, you either. You you bring them up, you bring them up, you bring them up, and then you drop them down because then you create loyalty because they're like, oh, I got to work harder. I got to work harder to get back up, you know, and you bring them back up, you bring them back up, you put them back down. But if they stay at that that down level, then you're like, well, I can't bring them back up, so I'll just get rid of them. You know, I feel like that's the mentality in a workplace and instead of finding someone's role or value or actually trying to encourage people. But, you know, some people are so full of themselves, they don't want to uh even care about other yeah, people. Yeah, and like I, I just looked it up right now. It said uh it says here um we uh medical diagnosis symptoms included excessive need for admiration, disregard for others' feelings and uh, enabled inability to handle any criticism and a sense of entitlement. So they're just all about themselves. They don't care who they have to destroy to get what they want and need. So like they use certain people to, you know, get their needs and stuff. And I feel like too, I feel like, like, you know, back in the day we made, we made these people narcissists because back in the day it was like, okay, so we're seeing that their performance is going down. So we're going to build them up. And then we're like you said, we're going to drop them back down. But nowadays with with the whole mental health issue with some people and stuff, I feel like with some people, you cannot do that. Because oh, yeah, that's for just, sure. That's just going to make them want to commit suicide or like, for instance, the the the, the thing that happened over here at, our, at the courthouse, you know, where the guy shot up a whole bunch of supervisors like. You know, I'm sure they were doing that because he was obviously getting written up for many different things. But, you know, when you when you have those narcissist tendencies as a supervisor and you're constantly like or just a boss in general or a or, boss in general, it's yeah. just like, you know, you're 
you're you're you're not helping the situation and that's where i'm thinking like people need to see signs of you know what's wrong with the the person not just go straight into hey let's let's go to our plan a that's been working for x amount of years and see if that's going to help them you know like yeah that that just to me does not help certain individuals and we need to we need to see that we need to do a different playbook or whatever in the workplace because obviously with the 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 mass shootings that we've been having in the workplace that that old school plan book is not really working out for certain individuals that have mental problems or they have problems at home you know like you know like with some of the young kids at our store you know at 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 a workplace i feel like they it's too much pressure on them yeah like they're because they're getting it at home from their dads who are saying oh you got to get a career i know this is this only perm not permanent but you need to get a career you need to you know you need to use them for getting into school because i'm yeah. not paying for school and da, 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 you got to go to college you know you yeah. gotta you gotta have a you gotta have a trade or it's even harder now to get into a trade you know because you either got to go to college or you gotta you you know it's not as easy like you know my dad just was like at 19 or f- however old he was went to become a mechanic and then you know just became his trade his career yeah. you know and and uh he might not be making you know the money to to the extent of some people who have actually gone to school now but it's like it's much harder to go into a trade these days and that's what I was talking about earlier with society like how you know like uh the way our grandparents were raised with perfect family perfect house you know you know own you own everything to you know our parents materialism materialism you know now to us where we're kind of just stuck with uh trying to figure out how to how to help with mental health how to help with uh you know the economy and how to uh you know the effects of everything that's trickled down mm-hmm. i feel like our generation is almost trying to build everything back up or make everything try to uh get in order for everyone to be comfortable again yeah and i mean like i said were were, were we ever comfortable as a, as a human as human beings no i mean like like the other, like when i was helping my mom move like we she had like so much stuff and i'm like why are we keeping this stuff like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to me, like we could literally just sell this or throw it in trash. Like, I don't care about some of this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. There's a value in something, but like, like they say, another man's trash is another man's treasure, kind of thing. You know, that's but, their like, generation. I feel like, yeah, but it's like, why, why, why are we hoarding all this stuff? Like up in the attic, like she had so much fucking, you know, so much fucking freaking Christmas shit. It was like. It was like, bro, like, calm down. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, she was like, oh, I never knew this was up here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? So much stuff Damn. you have, mom. I know. It's like so much stuff, mom. Like, come on, really? Like, let's, let's, uh, let's just start throwing this in the trash. Like, screw it. Don't worry about putting it into the pot or to your other, other house. Like, you know, and like, my mom right now is having a hard time with a smaller house, but. Like, I feel like it's a perfect size house because, yeah. I mean, you only needed the big house because you had all that stuff. Yeah. Like, exactly. I mean, get, if you get rid of it, sell it, throw it away, then you don't have to worry about it. Then you're fine where you live. I mean, you know. To go back <laughs> to, yeah, to go back to, you know, the narcissist and, you know, uh, you know, people who want control, people who want to manipulate and need that power, you know, uh, and you're saying how that's almost a mental health in itself. Mm-hmm. It's almost like society just trickles down its mental health onto other people. And we're just, you know, instead of, and like you said, we need to be better to each other as, as human beings, we need to be kind. And, um, you know, we just need to treat each other better in general. And, I'm not here to rag on people who look up uh, manipulation tactics and and uh, stuff. And if you ever want to know how to spot a manipulator, you know, or if you think you know one, uh, what I looked up was just don't look them in the eyes. 
don't give them the attention because that's what they want. They want attention. Yeah. But uh, and that's another thing that goes with all that. That the, the those kind of people want attention. But uh, yeah, like the the whole main purpose of this was to talk about you know mental health in the workplace and treating people better and and uh, it's just it's just interesting how like you said you start to become more aware of how mental health affects everybody nowadays in some capacity, you know, somebody well, yeah, like, like for instance, I feel like too, like a, a lot of, a lot of, um, like crimes and certain things that people do to other people. I feel like it's their, it's, it's their mental health, this crashing, like just they've had enough like that's with like even with it when it comes to suicide if suicide's not working then maybe i should go kill somebody and if killing somebody's not working then what's the next step you know what i mean so i feel like if we catch it before it gets to the suicide yeah. the killing well, I, I don't honestly else, honestly i don't know what their mindset is i mean that yeah. that's a whole nother thing but yeah like uh continue i didn't mean to cut you off yeah i mean but like like you said there you we got to know their mindset too but like something is making that person like with the mass shooting over here at the courthouse something made him snap where he planned this whole thing out and and executed it like there was no remorse or th- sympathy in his brain so something something pushed him to that point that breaking point where he's like fuck it you know like he might not even been rationally thinking he could have been irrationally yeah. just reaction and yeah. just did it you know it's almost like so i'm not trying to get too personal here but my anxiety has caused a lot of effect on some of my relationships yeah. and uh you know i irrationally just uh break down in my anxiety goes to the point where I'm I'm chasing, you know, the rabbit in the rabbit hole or, you know, I'm I'm just going off with it, you know, and uh it's almost like I'm doing it as a venting tac- tactic, but I'm also not able to control it. So like, I don't know if this person planned it out or whatnot or, you know, what these people do, but it's almost like they need the help so that they can so that they can build the tools to rationally think about, you know, their feelings and stuff that they're doing. And sometimes it's, it's almost, um, I feel like too, if you just talk to that person, like you could just, like, I feel like in, in life in general, if, if that one person came up to him and said, Hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? Like, I mean, I could see you're like, you know, like your performance is going down. Like you, you, you got to learn how to talk to people. And I feel like certain supervisors don't know how to talk to certain individuals and how to, you know, bring it across as like, they're trying to help you because like I've had a supervisor literally like go off on me because of my performance instead of just you know just saying hey man uh is anything going on at home like you know we 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 forget that people in the workplace are human beings and they have families and everything else so sometimes people bring their their home life to work and they and if they get like yeah. screamed at or knocked down because of performance or whatever they take it they still are having that hold of what happened to their bad day at home to work and then it just builds up builds up builds up and you know explode then it eventually explodes like you just they just can't handle it anymore so yeah personally personally i've always you know i guess even as um you know, going to school as a kid and stuff, I guess because of the way, you know, my grandmother was and, you know, how I saw my dad wanted to be selfless because it made him feel better. And, uh, 
you know, hearing stories about my grandfather and how nice he was to the neighborhood kids and, and things like that. Like, I always wanted to be nice to people in general. So I always wanted to say, hey, how you doing? I, you know, I still try to, I, I try to do that every day. I try to ask <laughs> everyone I encounter, you know, how are you doing? You know, I try to t- talk to them about what they like. You know, I never talk about myself because it's not about me. I want to know about, I want to, I want people to be better. I want to impact people by making them feel better, you know, asking them about themselves, if that makes sense. You know, I, I don't, I don't nearly, I don't necessarily have to talk about what I like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm here to help be kind and, and, uh, you know, get people to open up and I want to be the change I want to see in the world. You know, that old Gandhi quote. Yeah. So so it's like, you know, that people overuse. I, I, I want to be like that. And, you know, and you know, maybe mental health does play in that because you don't know what people are thinking or what people are going through. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and like that's that's why I mean that's why I wanted to do this because like I I, I feel like too that I've with my near death experience and and being told that it's not my time and stuff. I feel like God left me on this earth to figure out my my mental health problems and to help people you know help people go through it because like i mean <laughs> i know it's funny but i'm an uber driver and like i feel like i'm a therapist every freaking time i do it because like people just open up out, yeah they open up and they spit out their problems and i just sometimes have the right answers all the time it's it's weird but like i i had this one girl in my car and she her dream was to be she wants to be a singer and she was talking to uh either her fiance or boyfriend and i told her i said i said to her i said before when i let her out of the car i said you need to you need to you need to follow your dreams you need to do you need to you need to do it because i feel like you you will you will do it a very good job and don't have anybody stop you from doing your dreams because you know and i even told her i said don't let society politics you know anything stop you from doing what you want to do because i feel like people get into those factors and then their dream just falls falls to the the empty space the void and then never comes back because you know, shit comes up, you know, and like, if yeah. you watch, if you watch America's got talent, I mean, there's people in there that are in their fifties and sixties that are amazing singers. They have amazing talents, but they even say like they had certain stuff come up in their lives that stopped them from doing mm-hmm. what they truly love to do. And I feel like my grandmother almost became a rocket, but oh, really, yeah, but be- because um, you know, during that time frame, you know, uh I think it was right after the, you know, the Great Depression and all that and World War II and stuff. So, you know, she had to quit school and all that to go get a job and work and help the family. So, she wasn't able to do all that and it's just uh it's crazy how, you know, back then that society had, you know, a lot of them had to give up stuff and, and, you know, that's admirable too, you know, that they had to, that they did that. They gave up their dreams to help the family or, you know, to, to do certain things and it sucks for them. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of society and stuff, I know you, so this is the most interesting thing, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist or if you're like a, uh, person who loves theories, Kyle brought this up earlier. And we were talking about, you know, generations and and how they looked at mental health. And we were talking about how, you know, they didn't have really in like uh, the type of therapy we have today. They were just throwing people into like mental institutions and like asylums, asylums, electroshock therapy. They they didn't try to understand people. Mm -hmm. And Kyle brought up maybe like the exorcisms, you know, that were performed a lot back in the day or even some that are performed now if they still do them uh, is people not understanding someone's mental health which is crazy blew my mind 
Yeah. I mean, like, just, just with, like, the medications that they are, you know, testing and playing with, like, some of the, a lot of the warnings, warning symptoms, like, with, like, certain, um, like, aspects of your skin and body, like, I remember reading, I don't remember what medicine it was, but, like, there was one where it literally, like, if light touches you, like sunlight, it burns you. So I was thinking, like, maybe, maybe back in the day, somebody was taking something to help with their mental pro- mental health problem. Maybe a you know, like a voodoo doctor or somebody gave them some certain medicine. Yeah, who and knows? Yeah. That's where we got the theory of vampires and stuff because. Okay, you just you blew know. my mind again because uh, now we're going down a different might. route. Like. <laughs> Maybe they did take something, and yeah, you're right. And it just like, wow, you know, like Vampire, yeah, that's what but, I'm like saying like I'm I'm thinking like certain symptoms that people go through in their lives, like vampirism, like you know, certain people can't go out in the sun, and it burns them really bad. It could be because that's probably where we got our first vampires from. People and who can't go out in the sun, who sun, have a blood, so they go kink. out at night, and they. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, there was really nobody walking around at night, so they thought they were crazy and, you know, mysterious. And you know, come out at they, night. When they went out in the sun, they would wear black cloaks to protect them, so they probably thought they were, you know, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that kind of crazy stuff. It's like, and they couldn't eat garlic at the same time because they had a food allergy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> damn. And they were, and they couldn't touch wood because they'd always get splinters. Yes, <laughs> the vampire theory. Yeah, but and just you know, I just feel like there's certain things in life that I feel like if we would have caught early, probably we would have not have made these people's lives so dreadful and <laughs> miserable because we just didn't understand. Yeah. What was going on with people. But again, I think that also comes with, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Book of Eli. Yeah, yeah, I have with uh, Washington. Where yeah. He's a blind guy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know why that guy wanted the Bible, right? Because he, it would, uh, he could control people with it, wouldn't he? Or something like that, yeah, right? That's why I feel like. I feel like back in the day, like we created certain religions and certain things to control people because they thought that, you know, some sort of book that somebody wrote. Oh yeah. The cause like, you know, with your, with your cults and stuff, like I feel like a lot of cult cults and, Everything else, they know how to play people with mental problems and oh yeah, problems in life. Well, that's and that's how we can manipulate people to science. Like you said, where it comes to the manipulation thing, like they just know how to manipulate their mental problems or mental health and just make them do certain things. Oh yeah, that's shitty, that. <laughs> and it, it's pretty crazy and fucked up too. Like it's just, it's like wow. <laughs> So I listen to this uh, podcast sometimes called the Paranormal Podcast, and I was listening to this episode where this lady was talking about how you know the. Um, did you see the second Paranormal Activity or Paranormal or um, oh, what's that movie called? You you were you were watching them all. What were they called? Are you oh, in- um the the Conjuring is that the Conjuring too? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Did you see that one yet? I haven't seen Conjuring 2 yet, but I mean, you could go ahead and, I mean... So, you know, it's about the girls in London who, you know, believe they're possessed or whatever? Yeah. Uh, Well, someone was... Well, this person on the podcast was bringing up how... uh, Because the guy asked him, what do you believe? And she she brought up this theory, like, you know, there's so much untapped potential of the human brain that we don't in, in you know so much that we don't even know about the consciousness and, and or the how the brain works in general because we only use like what 12 percent or uh, somewhere around there you know of, of the brain that we use and she suggested like what if um 
you know, when these girls or, you know, these kids, because it's mostly, you know, these, these poltergeists or per or, or uh, possessions happen with kids who are going through puberty, maybe because they're going through puberty, emotions are high, they're using more percentage of their brain, you know, there's like electromagnetic current, or, you know, the neutrons or, you know, whatever's going on in the brain, it's causing like, uh, you know, electric uh, charges or how did they phrase it? Like almost like magnetism in a sense, yeah. like you're, you're picking up things and, and moving it with, you know, uh, like when you rub the rug and you get a static shock, you know, or yeah. you touch things and you get a static shock. And it's like, you're, you're using more of your brain power to, to do something like that, to, you know, uh, use of a, a force of, uh, currents to, to throw something or, you know, I'm not that smart, so I don't fucking know. So somebody, <laughs> you know, I can't really, uh, explain it of how the person said it, but you, 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 I'm sure you get the gist of it, but I just thought it was a crazy theory in general, you know, but that, that, you know, stuff like that also plays in mental health too. Like what we were talking about or your theory about exorcisms. Yeah. I mean, cause it says, I just looked it up. It says we use 10% of our brains, but they also say that people that are like, have special abilities, like they can do certain things. They use more percent of their brains because, um, like it's just like doing superhuman stuff. Like, like um, I forget what that show was. Uh, oh, that one show that um, um, that was on Sci-Fi Channel that they were doing, um, where the guy was going to certain people and see and, if they could do it, if they really did it. Yeah, or? like they had like superhuman, um, if they had superhero abilities and stuff. And I would, remember they would uh do like certain um, uh, he would test them and stuff and see what their body. And yeah. a lot of the times that they um that they when they were testing the, the 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 brain like they were actually using more of their brain brain than they than they were than they're supposed to so like they would have like these god power kind of you know stuff and just just think uh our friend that we work with stacy who he's been having a lot of like heart issues and and uh things like that he you know he had a stroke uh this past year uh i guess you know he was telling me about how much percentage his heart what his heart's at and uh he was telling me that the doctor told him we use only 35 to around 50 something percent of our heart or you know some or you know i don't know the terminology but that's crazy to me because if we used, he said if the doctor told him if we used a hundred percent, you'd be dead, like because it'd just be pumping too fast, you know, it'd be it'd be working too hard. So like, there's so much of the human potential that we have not even unlocked yet. Maybe that's like the next evolution or whatever the case is, you know, that we might be using more of ourselves that we can't use. Yeah, and like a, another good movie is that movie Lucy with um, what's her name? Uh, Black Sc- Widow, ScarJo, uh, Scarlett, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Like right there, she took that those crazy pills, and it went through the percentage. And you know, yeah, it was a like you know uh, a fiction kind of you know, uh, you know, a made up thing. But who knows what happens if you could tap into each percent of your brain what superhuman godlike abilities you could have like i'm sure if our body you know if your if our hearts were made for to to be at a hundred percent and everything else was at a hundred percent i bet you our hearts would not go out as fast because everything else is moving quickly you know kind of thing so your heart would have to be going at a hundred percent to do these godlike abilities and everything else yeah who knows, man? It'd be crazy. It's just amazing, like that we haven't even then, like tapped into unlocking those abilities or figuring how to open those those doors and seeing what would happen. You know, I mean, for instance, like Einstein. You know, he he he. Oh, he was so he smart. Was super smart. Like, I mean. 
Look at his hair and his mustache. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he kind of looks like that guy from uh, on uh, what is it, the uh, Ancient Aliens? <laughs> aliens. It was aliens. <laughs> aliens. He, he uh, Einstein. You know, he just untapped the full potential of his hair, his yeah. facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy. <laughs> is there anything uh, you wanted to add before we call it? Uh, no, I think we've gone over pretty much a lot. I mean, I'm sure if uh, you want to do another one, we can, and we can figure out, you know. What to talk uh, about? What to talk about and stuff more. But, I mean, I feel like we've scratched the surface of yeah mental health in the workplace and stuff, you know. So I think the only thing I'm going to add or, or say is if you notice your really sad if you notice you're really you know jittery and you can't you don't know what to do and you can't control it or uh you know you're starting to feel something now and and you 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 think you're aware of it or try to become more aware of yourself try to become more aware of your feelings and what you have going on because only we can control like I don't want to say only we, but you know, I mean, like we, I'm dealing with anxiety and I'm learning how to deal with it. I'm learning how to deal with depression. I'm learning how to, through therapy. Um, and because I never, you know, got the chance to learn how to deal with it or even knew what I had or or was aware of what I had, it affected my relationships and it affected, uh, you know, friendships and, and things like that. So, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is try to be good to yourself. Uh, try to treat yourself right and try to, you know, look things up, research like, like Kyle has done. He said he's researched things since he's been to therapy and, you know, treat, just treat everybody with kindness. Just be nice to another person. You know, you don't know what they're going through uh-huh. and uh, you know, don't be that manipulator. Don't be that, that piece of shit that just, you know, is trying to gain something for their own for their personal gain or their self-worth or whatever they're using somebody for, you know, just be aware of that. And, and, uh, you know, (laughs) things like that, you know, people who aren't, who are, aren't afraid to be, uh, less emasculated or, you know, people who aren't afraid, you know, those are the type of people that you want to be around, you know, people who aren't, you know, you're going to, uh, try to fit in on purpose to get what they want out of a situation or just to fit in, you know, on purpose and just be kind to one another, be good to the people who are good and, uh, you know, love those who, who need it or, or yeah, love and also, you. And also try to, you know, if try to like, look at the signs that we were talking about, like, like if you see somebody like, not talking like they used to and they seem like in the dumps or whatever you know it takes that one person just to go up there and talk to them and you know like just just talk to them because like like i feel like 90 percent of the, the the suicides in this in america happened because all they needed was that one person just to like turn the tide Try yeah. to understand them and yeah, try to understand them and talk to them because with with mental health and depression and everything else, you feel like an outsider sometimes. Even though you try to you try to get in with other people, you still feel like you're alone. You're you're, you're the outsider. Yeah, and and I feel like people should be more kind about those kind of people that are trying to get in with those kind of groups at work and stuff because like it it just can help them, you know, like just be kinder to each other. Like I just feel like if we're kinder to each other, we make our workplace more like a family because, you know, a family environment that we could talk to each other and, you know, yeah, I get you want to move up in the company and everything else, but I feel like at the end of the day, us, those, well, those will come last, but like you just need to be kind to people, and yeah, and I also think that shows you as a as a as a person 
that you can take that step to actually uh, be a leader. You know, I hate the word leader because leader always sounds like you're in charge of somebody or you're over yeah. somebody. But, you know, I mean, you can be that that uh, take the charge, that motivator. <laughs> yeah, you can take the charge. Exactly. You could because you respect your individual, you respect your peers and you also can do the work, you know. Don't just uh, do nothing and expect everybody to do the work for you. You know, that's a whole nother segment to go off on. But like Kyle said, just be kind to each other. You don't know what somebody's going through. Try to be aware of your own feelings. Um, just try to understand one another. Try to understand people. And uh, I, man, there was something else I wanted to say, and I totally forgot. <laughs> That's my ADHD, I guess, but uh, <laughs> or ADD, whatever the difference is between the two. I what do I know? Uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna call it there. Thanks again, Kyle, for uh, coming on. Oh, by the way, Kyle is starting to stream. Uh, yep. I forgot to mention this in the beginning, so that's my bad. I, I should have said something. But if you wanted to plug your your streaming name and and all that and what you stream on. Uh, um, I stream on Mixer, um, and that is uh, Mixer.com uh, backslash uh, Hellspawn2004. Um, I also stream on uh, uh, Twitch, which that is um, Twitch.com uh, backslash uh, Lou Rush. And you can um, look me up there. I really haven't done anything with Twitch yet because, like I said, I'm just getting... I'm just starting out and stuff, so you know. What um, kind of games can we expect you to stream? Uh, like right now, um, on Mixer, I've been streaming uh, Call of Duty and um, World of Warships Legends, um, which is a pretty calm, cool game. I mean, I kind of play that game when I uh, when I start feeling anxiety about Call of Duty Blackout, <laughs> but. I, I, if I just need a game where I want to just play by myself and play with a couple people that I know that are chill and we get to just blow up old World War Two, you know, uh, ships and stuff. I mean, that's a it's a really fun game. Um, Call of Duty is fun, too. Um, I'm probably I've already pre-ordered um, the Final Fantasy seven remastered, so I'm probably going to do a big um stream on that and also Ooh, that'd be cool and also if um, i'm trying to figure out how to use youtube too i'm gonna probably post a couple videos on um certain things that i i like and certain cool abilities and stuff that i'm gonna do you know cut and clip and stuff so um that'd be fun yeah i'm just i just have to i just have to either maybe you or or um sky can help me um you know do the clipping stuff on youtube because i really don't know how to do that but i've been saving a lot of videos on my uh, world of warships and um call of duty so just gotta figure out how to do the clipping and editing and all that stuff so still kind of new to this technological stuff you understand what i mean <laughs> technological <laughs> Yeah, back in my day, uh, we didn't have no tablet there in the classroom. <laughs> they had to roll in the TV on on the cart and uh, uh -huh. yeah, and we used to have like big, big freaking uh, um, cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had, we don't have these little small cameras anymore. You know, like you guys have. We had big cameras where we had to have one person hold it up while we played our games. I'm sure you guys got cool chairs now and, and cool looking desks and futuristic things and pulling out your cell phones and not getting in trouble. <laughs> All right, man. It was fun. Thanks for coming on, Kyle. Oh, man. You guys later. So, uh,. Yes. At Cinema 7, we want to thank you always for watching with us. We want to thank you for listening with us. And we want to thank you for exploring with us.
stressing about the bad shit. Yeah, I keep it cool how I do. No, I ain't stressing on the wackness. Feeling super good, it's a habit. Oh, I don't focus on the bad shit. Yeah, I keep the vibe as a classic. No, I took it down on the wackness. No time for the bad shit. Fact is, oh, I ain't stressing about the bad shit. Shush.